Hello there, welcome to episode 52 of Nevermind the Bullens. My name's Mike Peters, this is your bite-sized Everton podcast and vodcast. Uh, what a week it has been in football. Uh, obviously, lots to discuss. Um, and weirdly, I'm quite pleased that the game at Arsenal was actually a fairly awful spectacle because it's given me more time to talk about other things because there's been a lot happening. Obviously, I was actually going to record a special episode for, to do with the European Super League because it was such a massive thing and affected um, every club in in uh, not only in England but a- across Europe. Um, and, you know, in the fundamental essence of the game. But the story moved that quickly that it was actually impossible to keep up uh, with the speed of of it. My other podcast, another top content production, it's cunningly entitled Top Content. We discussed at length uh, the, um, uh, the whole European Super League thing. And this was on Tuesday afternoon. And by Tuesday evening, the whole thing had completely changed. Everybody had left. It was just an absolutely bananas. Uh, sort of, you know, the Brighton Chelsea game was a complete sideshow to what was going on, literally outside the ground, and also in the in the corridors of power at the respective clubs uh, and at the Premier League and the FA as well. So it's just extraordinary. But you know, there are times as an Evertonian where, um, oh, by the way, you can hear that whole episode. By the way, if you just go to podfollow.com slash topcontentpod, and you will find uh, that that particular episode of uh, audio magnificence. Um, but there are times as an Evertonian where. Uh, you know, we, we love our club unconditionally, don't we? You know, there are times we don't like it very much when they do particular things or they play in a particular way and result, and they get very frustrated with them. But I have to say, on Tuesday, when the statement came out from the board, um, I was so proud uh, to be an Evertonian. And because just the statement was just so wonderfully eloquent and talked about not just us as a club, talked about football um, not only the Premier League, but uh, the the whole pyramid and the whole ecosystem of football in this country as a whole. And I think it resonated with so many fans. It was lovely of, of other clubs as well. And it was so nice to see that, you know, fans of other clubs were commenting uh, on, on the post on Facebook and all the rest of it and just saying how much they would be completely behind us. Because this whole European Super League, I mean, debacle, I think has managed to unify quite spectacularly. I think, you know, it's it's like bringing together the Infinity Stones of, uh, you know, in a Marvel movie or or the Mother Boxes in the Justice League or something. They managed to sort of somehow amalgamate and bring together the media, the fans... Um, you know, football authorities and all of the clubs at every level of, you know, bring them all together in with one clarion voice of opposition to this completely nonsensical concept. Um, I mean, from my point of view, I was quite sort of, I was thinking, I don't want Evan to be a part of this because it was such a nonsense. It was just a, a power grab, a money grab, whatever you want to call it. Um, but on the other hand, I'm thinking Everton are just at a point where we, we can see genuine progress. Bramley Moore, um, you know, Carlo there as manager, the board is in the right position. I'll talk about Marcel Brands in a second with the great news about him this week. But I'm just thinking, do we want to be left out of this? But equally, do you sell out? the rest of the football pyramid um, to do that. And I'm thinking, I just wouldn't be comfortable with that. And I think the vast majority of Evertonians wouldn't have been comfortable with that either. You have to, you know, you have to have some semblance of integrity, which a number of the so-called big six, um, and last night was an object lesson in why Arsenal just aren't, uh, on certainly in terms of uh, the way that you know their, their football on the pitch, they might have the, the infrastructure to be that way. And traditionally they are, obviously they are a big club. There's no doubt about that, but thinking, Where's their success been, really? Um, but do we want, want to be part of that and and just their sort of 
lack, complete lack of understanding and lack of integrity, um, and completely misjudging the public mood uh, is is quite sort of. It says a lot, everything about them, and the reaction says everything about the the rest of uh, football. So you know, all's well that ends well. I just hope there is genuine sanction from the um, from the Premier League, and they don't bottle it. For me, you know, they're not going to deduct them points, but I think they should find them all. 10 million quid each and say, right, that money goes to, let's say, National League and, and non-league clubs to support them who obviously have been hit incredibly hard by COVID um, and also to grassroots football as well. You have, you've shown such disdain for the rest of football. You can now pay through the nose to be able to, um, you know, try and uh, give them some recompense. Um, and hit them in the pocket because 10 million to these oligarchs, shakes, you know, multi-billion pound sports groups, the Glazers, etc., is nothing to them. And it's the least they, they, they should owe the, the rest of football for their just their folly and their arrogance in thinking that they can ride roughshod over, you know, 140 years of league football in this country. Anyway. Moving on, Marcel Brands, uh, great news that he's signed a new three-year contract. He's going to stay with the club till 2024. Um, whether that's It's an interesting date to pick, isn't it, given that that's when we've moved to Bramley Moor, whether he sees that as a, a natural end point for himself. We don't want to speculate, but I think it's massively important having now got a, a club structure in place with Denise Barrett-Baxendale, with the board, with Fahad, with um, Carlo and his coaching staff and the scouting system to have those built key blocks in place. We have the structure that I think Fahad Mashiri has been craving since he came in. Um, and it's great to see that that's not going to be uh, the, you know, the recruitments, we'll start getting the recruitment right, that that apple cart is not going to be upset by uh, losing one of the key you know, key cogs in the in the Everton wheels. So that's just terrific news, and hopefully we can continue with the progress that we're, that we're obviously making. Um, on to the game itself now, um, and I mentioned in episode fifty one that I was concerned that obviously we were running out of games, and that the season that had promised so much was going to turn into a bit of a damp squib, and we hadn't won in six. But actually, when you look at it, we've We've drawn our last three, so we have been picking up points. We've just not picked up enough points. But that win last night is massive. Not least the fact that it breaks a 25-year hoodoo at Arsenal. You know, um, so Carlos managed to break the 25-year hoodoo at Arsenal. We haven't won at Spurs in 13 years, and obviously Anfield as well, all in one season. Uh, Ten wins in the league away from home for the first time since 1986-87. So that's 35 years. Um, and you know, I mean, it was an awful game. You know, I mean, he's saying that it's a Super League. It was absolutely dreadful. Um, but, and almost the, the goal encapsulated how crap the game was because that was kind of, you know, it was the the only type of goal that was going to win the game. I've never seen Arsenal. I was so disappointed. I was messaging a, a friend of mine who uh, is an Arsenal fan through the game. And I said, it's so sad to see how much Arsenal have fallen, how stagnant that club is. Um, and, you know, 10 men behind the ball at home. Irrespective of whether there's fans there or not, that's not the way that Arsenal traditionally play football. It's just not. Um, but nonetheless, we 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 dug it out. We you know we we kept going. We kept plugging away and got a goal. I didn't actually see the goal because when Richarlison shot or crossed out the cross, and it was such a poor cross, I immediately face palmed, went back and then shut my eyes. And then next thing was Martin Teller going, "Oh, it's gone in." I'm like, "What?" So. So on the replay, I mean, it's just, you know, Roy Sop wrote Paul Leno. Well, Paul Leno, it was absolutely perfect for that. Um, 
Ben Godfrey, fantastic performance. Loved his tackle, uh, akin to uh, the old Phil Neville on Ronaldo tackle that we all remember at Goodison many, many years ago, which was the moment Phil Neville's sort of opinion, uh, or the opinion of Phil Neville, I should say, changed in the eyes of a lot of Evertonians. Um, and, you know, that one win, it's amazing, really, has put us right back in the hunt for the top four. I think ultimately we are going to miss out on that. Um, but, you know, we've got chances. We've got six games to go. If we can just fix the home form, we've got City to go to. We've got West Ham to go to. Difficult away games, but the West Ham game is absolutely vital there. Massive game. and We owe them one from the game on New Year's Day. But if we can get the home form and get nine points at home from our last three games, obviously we've got Villa to play twice. They're big. Um you know, then we are, we are in the hunt. We're definitely, definitely there or thereabouts, you know, to put us back in that. And it just shows that although, you know, Carlo said, well, maybe we didn't deserve to win last night. And that was refreshingly honest. He said, we did deserve to win against Tottenham. We did. We dropped points. Maybe we deserve to win against Palace. We dropped points again. You know, these things even themselves out, don't they? Um, must mention Fabian Delph because when he came on, um, you know, first time he's appeared since uh, December and it was like it was like Frankenstein's monster it's like he's alive he lives um it's like he's been resurrected um and then he comes on obviously wearing the wrong socks gets booked and I thought this has got all the hallmarks of a Glenn Keeley-esque performance this could go down in the annals of Everton history as one of the worst performances I thought I could just see him because he made another tackle a couple of minutes later there was a little set to with I think with uh, was it Colin Chambers or Rob Holding towards the end of the game I think it was Rob Holding and I just thought he's going to get binned here and it'd be the most brilliant encapsulation of Fabian Delft's Everton career if he got sent off but he managed to stay on despite wearing the wrong socks um, the penalty decision and the just I mean you know the adage of two wrongs don't make a right well they do seemingly um, because it was just a dreadful decision from John Moss but he is a dreadful referee and then for it to go back that many seconds I can understand Mikel Arteta's frustration I can but because he shouldn't be offside. I, I, and I was thinking about this, and this may be made to save for another time discussions of what they can do with VAR. This might be one for the closed season. But looking at that, how offside was he, really? There has to be, like cricket, umpire's call, there has to be surely an element of doubt in these things that, you know, um, that allows that decision to stay. Um, so clearly, but ultimately it worked out quite well for us and we got the three points. So on to, uh, where are we? Who have we got next week? Oh, yes. Aston Villa next Saturday uh, at 8 o'clock. Um, probably won't be able to watch the game because it's mine and the missus' uh, anniversary, so we'll be out for din. Uh, but uh, nonetheless, there will be a, 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 uh, an episode following it. I promise I will watch the game. Uh, this has been a top content production. Always good to hear from you at NMTVPod on Twitter or NMTVPod at gmail.com on the email. And until next time, come on, you blues. Blues. <laughs>